Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct with the King podcast. I am your host, Jay Spence the King, and I am back. It is April 19th, and I'm amped. I got a special guest with me today. We about to get our uh, Skip and Shannon on today, so it's about to be a fun time. I got my brother Anthony joining me from Cover One from the Hoof Pod. Man, it's about to go down. Uh, so I'm going I'm to just bring them right in. We're going to get right to it. I want to talk a little bit. I want to start off actually talking about a post on Twitter. So welcome, everybody, to the Code of Conduct. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you could join us. Uh, Anthony, what is going on, man? Uh, oh, wait. I got to wait, I guess, officially for this to end in three, two, one before you can actually say something. There we go. How's it going, man? What's going on, Anthony? Hey, yo, there it is. What's going on, Spence? I'm happy to be here, man. The first time on this show, even though you and I have had it out, talked it out, talked some bills, always a good conversation with you and I, for sure. So happy yeah. to be here, man. Always always good to get together with you. Well, I'm happy to have you because, like, like you said, we always we have these good debates. So, you know, I've been on your guys' show. You've been on – I don't I don't know what – I feel like you've been on a show of my – the, the chop, the chop up. up. You yep. were on uh-huh, the chop uh-huh. up. Yeah. So uh, but never had you on the code of conduct. So so now we finally, uh, you know, it, this it's thing has come full now. circle. Yeah, I feel legitimate. Official. Best music in the game, by the way. I always tell hey. you that, too. You got to listen to the full tune at the end, <laughs> at the beginning. It's the best, man. I'm going to switch it up for next season, but I'm glad that everybody loved it for this <laughs> season. So uh, I got something. I got something. I think I'm looking you forward know what? to it. <laughs> I hope I hope it do you you might not watch it um or before it went off 50 cent used to have a show on stars called um power and so I'm hoping I don't get the same effect that he got so like he had this song and it, it was like him and Joe that did the intro and then he changed he tried to change it and like and everybody was it. like yo we're gonna stop watching your show if you don't put the music back so <laughs> so I'm hoping I don't get that type of type of reaction but but no thank you for the compliment man I, I work a lot on the music I have some fun with that so yeah. hey I, we got some people in the in the chat here I got my man Joshua in here what's going on man thank you for the compliment he said I'm the best part about Monday that's that's what I like to read I be needing that I be needing that thank you man my man Richard Rush is in the building Yep, Jay Spence and Anthony. So you already know my man Joe Miller, my my brother from another mother, and and he already you know we got to represent the Life Church of Buffalo. Shout out to Pastor Pete and uh, everybody out there in West Seneca at Life Church of Buffalo. My man Kenny is in the building as usual. Kenny is actually becoming one of my favorite, um, you know, frequent members of the chat. Like he he always comes in with good content, you know, like just good responses, good questions. You know, and he's consistent with it. So we're going to start off, though. Listen, I posted something about maybe two hours ago. How long ago did I post this? Let's see. It's two hours ago. Man, I was I was scrolling through on on uh, YouTube. So I, I've gotten into this thing lately where I feel like there's a lot of negativity on Twitter as of late in Bill's Mafia. Uh, there's there's some anger. There's some resentment. There's a lot of just some funniness. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start posting good Bill's memories, like just just from recent to the 90s. And you know what? I have a couple coming up that, you know, it's going to show it's going to show some people's age because they're going to be like, man, I missed this. So, you know, I have some posts coming up. So today I posted Steve Tasker. Now, he was the Buffalo Bills all time great special teams, whatever you want to call them. Like he basically was like just the special teams dude. What the hell is wrong with the Hall of Fame voters, man? Like, why is and this is not the topic for the show. I just kind of wanted to lead with this because, it, you know, I'm seeing the response that is getting with, the, you know, with me posting it. Why is he not in the, in the, in the Hall of Fame? I, I really don't understand. What do you think? Like, wh- what is stopping Steve Tasker from really being recognized as one of the greats? Uh, honestly, it's ignorance by the voters. It's just the fact that, oh, this guy is a special teams player. So how much did he really impact the game? And they just ignore him over bigger names, you know, who who racked up stats in at the wide receiver or quarterback position or whatever it may be at their spot. And and special teams is often overlooked for the Hall of Fame. But in Steve Tasker's spot, I mean, all you have to do is turn on the highlight reel, turn on no. a Bills game from his time, and he impacts every play he's in on special teams. And, I mean – I I remember when I was young watching him and, and just being like, oh, that's what special teams does. And then we went through a few drought years where our special teams wasn't nearly as good anymore. 
and you start to appreciate a guy like that. And yeah, I, I just don't understand it. The, the guy was one of, without a doubt, the Hall of Fame to me should be the players who did the best at the game, at what they were assigned to do. And this guy did more than that at what he was asked to do. He was always there making plays. He had an impact on the game on game day, everything. So, I mean, I, I don't know what more you could ask for other than the simple explanation is, oh, you play special teams no matter what you do. You're just not good enough for us to put you in. And it's it's a ridiculous argument, especially in this day and age. It's like, come on, you can't appreciate the whole body of work of the game at this point. Like, come on, let the man in. He he has to get in eventually. Well, okay. So I'm a, I'm a I'm a throw a stat out there that I, I was looking up while I was, you know, while you were talking. So he appeared in 195 regular season and playoff games during his career. 195. Out of 195, he's made 204 career special teams tackles and seven blocked punts yeah okay now first of all now i know like the 2000 or the 204 tackles might not sound like a lot it might be like well, 200 tackles that's not a listen special teams typically you get maybe what six plays a game yeah <laughs> six plays a game and that's and one so, and a half or something like that so that's, so that's saying literally every game he made a play on special oh, yeah. teams every single game of his career he made a play and he made big plays and he and and he did it better than anybody else like the guy won mvp as a special teams player for the pro bowl and i know the pro bowl now is kind of looked at like a joke listen it used to be super competitive and it was something to watch mm -hmm. and steve tasker put it down like he put that hammer down man we got we got we really have to figure something out i think as a as content creators i think buffalo content creators i want to i want to form an alliance so i'm gonna figure it out man i think we should we should Let's test our power really like does do we have the power like to to really get the attention of the hall of fame voters and the media as like content creators can we really push the, we got to do it together though we got to be we got to be together with this so joe anthony uh, you know, everybody, I don't know, Bruce and and then cover one. I'm going to reach out to, oh, yeah. to, uh, to built in Buffalo. I'm going to reach out to, you know, I don't, I'm going to forget it. I already know I'm going to forget a network. So I'm gonna, <laughs> somebody going to get mad at me. So I'm going to stop. I, so, but I'm going to reach out to all of the Buffalo networks. Cause really we gotta, we gotta do more than just complain about it on Twitter as fans. We really have to come together and say, Hey, let's get our guy in there. He deserves to be in there. Let, let's get him in there. Let's get best, him in there. Best at what he did, period. If you ask anybody, any teams, organization, whatever, who are some of the best special teams players of all time, I guarantee you every single person who knows anything about special teams is going to bring up the name Steve Tasker. So, I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. That, to me, means he should be in the Hall of Fame. The guy I mean, no. <laughs> did it. Oh, go ahead. Like, my bad. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he, he deserves it. Well, the only way you don't bring his name up is if you don't know about football. You know, yeah. like if you don't know special teams. That's and, what I mean, and, yeah. And it's okay. You know, it's okay. I feel like um, it, it actually breaks my heart to a certain extent because I feel like it, it makes me feel that the voters either A, don't value special teams or B, don't really watch the full game, which is a tragedy. It's I have this debate all the time. Um, so there's there's two guys that I got really, really close with that, that – in, in the area that I just moved to, we're at the dog park and we're talking all the time. There's one guy in particular, he does not value special teams. So obviously, you know, all year I'm like, extend Andre Roberts, extend Andre Roberts. So like to me, special teams, I truly look at it as one third of the, of the team, you know, so I know they're not on the field for one third of the time. I know they're not, um, you know, I, I get it. However, the fact so let, let's just use this year for, for a quick example. Mm -hmm. The fact that consistently Andre Roberts was able to have Josh Allen start the, the you know, he started the offense on the 40 yard line or the, the 45 yard line. And then sometimes in the other teams, uh, you know, in the other team's territory, that is so important. And you cannot understate the value of field position on special teams. So now in history, if you look at special teams history, it's going to be hard pressed to find somebody who did it better than Steve Tasker. And, and I don't want to be a homer, so I'm not going to say he was the greatest of all time, but what I will say is if he's not the greatest of all time, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you to name me who is. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say he's the greatest, but I'm going to challenge you. If you're saying he's not, who's the greatest. I think that's a fair question because the, the dude was awesome, man. Part of it makes me want – well, there's two things that I think could be diminishing 
him in the eyes of the people who are actually voting. One is uh, the time since he's played now, right? It's been a while. And in you don't the guys we're seeing put in the hole now are like Peyton Manning and everything. These guys right. who just became eligible, right? So these voters have these recent guys in mind that they're voting for and thinking about that they're they're not doing their homework enough on a guy who's been nominated multiple times, like Steve Tasker. They just kind of overlook him, like, oh no, this is yeah, I got to vote for Peyton Manning and this guy and whatever. Uh, and and the other part of it is the fact that those who do remember when he played or those who think about the Buffalo Bills of that era, think about all the other guys who are already Hall of Famers who got all the stats and everything, the Jim Kellys, the Thurman Thomas, the Andre Reeds, and so on, right? So it's it's unfortunate that that's the case. But like you said, just watch the tape. Just do your job. You're a Hall of Fame voter. Watch the guys as watch the games that this guy played in and determine for yourself, do you think he is Hall of Fame worthy? Was he one of the best ever at what he did? And Again, if they do that with Steve Tasker, I don't know how they could come to the answer of no. So like you'd be hard pressed to find just another person. Yeah. yeah. My, my man Kenny Riggleman says the only guy who can compete with Tasker is Slater from the Patriots. Those are the two best ever. And you know what? I can't debate with that. Now, if you said Slater, I would have to go back and like actually like really, really watch and look at the stats. But I know how great he was. I'm not going to argue with you if you say Slater because that's a good point. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you're not going to find many others. Yeah. And and, I'm, and and this is one A one B. I'm good with that. And to your point on the the value of special teams play, look no further than Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. They yeah. have invested in special teams and really turned it around for the Buffalo Bills. And now it is a a cornerstone piece of what happens on game day. You know, it's field position. It was Andre Roberts for you know those years that we paid him to be one of the best return men in football. It's 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 the game you got to play. It, it it's impactful. We how many guys on this roster? primarily play special teams. I mean, there's at least three, four names that we that we know of that are only there on the 53 for special teams. You know, yeah, and I mean, depth, but we don't ever see them at those positions. Well, and, and you think about it, people, I mean, a ton of Bills fans were complaining last year about Andre Roberts not being a big part of the offense. But like I said, to me, I value the special teams aspect oh, yeah. of it. So, so when you, you know, you put in into I'm, I'm not sure it's probably mixed red. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Uh, Andre Roberts also made sure Allen got the ball 99 percent of the time while also giving good field position. Listen, he didn't turn the ball over on special teams. Mm-hmm. He didn't he didn't. Now, there was a couple times throughout the season that obviously it didn't work out. That's going to happen when you take the risk that he takes. But eight times out of 10, it's going to be a positive thing for us. It's going to work and it's going to. So special. T- you're right. Coach McDermott, Brandon Bean, they love it. They yeah. they value it. I value it. So I love that they value it because it makes me feel smart, even though I'm not. You know what I mean? So, but listen, let's get into the topic of the show today. So, uh, so Anthony, we were we were uh talking earlier, and I wasn't today just was like one of those days where my mind just like I just couldn't focus really on football. I got some got some family, nothing bad, but just some family things happening. So um just wasn't focused. So I'm like, Anthony, what you think, man? So he, he, um, normally Joe and I, we, we go through and we predict this, the season, uh, like how the bills would do. And Joe and I are still going to do that. What Anthony and I are going to do today, we're going to go through the schedule, but not in, in the same way that Joe and I do it. We're just really going to be looking at, um, a, is the schedule easier or more difficult than last season? Uh, is is this a, a t- now we have seventeen games instead of sixteen? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna add. We're gonna talk about the dynamic of adding a seventeenth game. We're gonna talk about still not really having an extra buy for that when you're you know the adjustment to three games in the preseason. So we're just going to talk about the season. We're going to talk about the schedule um, and we're going to go through the teams. We're going to go through it. So so Anthony, where do you want to start off? How do you want to how do you want to attack this? Well, you know, I, I think the we could split it up between the home games and the road games because, remember, we don't have the actual schedule yet. That'll come out within a few weeks in May. They haven't actually given a date as far as I know yet. Uh, so I think the easiest way to do it is go the home games and the road games. So if okay. we, we start at home, obviously we also know we have the division games, those three opponents at home and at the road, Jets, Dolphins, uh, Patriots. So those games are are the same every year, and – we could have a whole conversation about the division as well. Um, so maybe we should start outside of that, if if you don't mind. If you think that's a good place to start, I think that is. Um, and those, so so then without those three games, we have five listed, but technically now six 
home games with the added 17th uh, uh, game. So we do have nine home games this year. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, the Houston Tec- Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and and to me, and obviously then the 17th game that uh, was just recently announced, the Washington football team, right? That's who we're playing um, as that bonus game, and it'll be in Buffalo. Uh, so I think we should – let me start with the lowest hanging fruit here, the Houston Texans, right? They're a dumpster fire. They're, <laughs> that, to me, is the easiest game on the schedule this year. Like, uh, it's just – they're – they don't even know what they're doing this season. Uh, they're in complete rebuild mode. Leadership there is going in the wrong direction. Obviously, the whole Deshaun Watson saga there, uh, God only knows what's going to happen there before the season starts. Um, so for me, that's a game where it's like, okay, this is easier than probably, well, I shouldn't say easier than last year, but it's the easiest game on the schedule this year to me. Wait, because, hold on real quick. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I just want <laughs> I just want to say no. I, I just, I just want to say no. <laughs> Keep going, Anthony. I'm sorry. I just had, I just had to say, I just want to say no. Listen to the Friday hoof pod. All right, the recorded hoof pod. I, I put everything there oh. so that the reason I did that episode on running back was so that now whenever somebody asks about it, all I have to do is post that. I'm not having this conversation anymore. Just post, <laughs> yeah, running back in the first round. No. All right. Anyway, yeah. So the Houston Texans, I mean, obviously, I don't think anybody disagrees with me there. These other home games are fun to me. This is exciting to me. This is going to be a good game, a good set of games at home. The Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, the two uh, other NFC teams that we were scheduled to play. Uh, to me, these are these are games that the Bills will be predicted to win. We're the better team on paper. But those two teams are going to be much better coming into this season than they were last year. The Atlanta Falcons, presumably, you know, if they're healthy, uh, healthier than they were last year, and if they get a guy like Kyle Pitts in, in round one of the draft this year, or they go offensive line even, wherever they go, it's going to improve that team. So they're – uh, you, 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 Now, I told you, and I just said no <laughs> – we're not going to have the running back discussion, but you you, you kind of put me in just there. Um, so what do you think? You think Atlanta's going to go with Pitt? Do you think they're going to go tight end? I think Pitts is the best player in this draft. So if they if they choose not to, then I would be shocked. That if they if they choose not to, it would only be for an offensive lineman, maybe. But I, I still, if I'm that team. Unless somebody gives me like five first round picks, I'm not trading out. I want the best player in the draft, and that's Kyle Pitts. And quite look yeah. at what it does to that offense. You've relied on Julio Jones, you know, other third receivers, you know, like Kelvin Ridley, and and now they if they bring in somebody like Pitts with a a quarterback like Matt Ryan, as long as he can stay healthy, that that puts them in contention in their division, and and certainly makes them an electric offense to watch. Okay, so the guy that I was just talking about, like that I referenced earlier about at the dog park, who doesn't quite value uh, special teams the same way I do. He's actually he's from Atlanta and he's a Falcons fan. And so we talk Mm -hmm. a lot. And and this year was rough for him. um, And we you know, I did. But we don't beat each other up about that because obviously I'm a Bills fan and I've been a Bills fan for uh, the last 35 years. So I can't talk crap because we both were uh, you know, we had some heartbreaks. But so talking about this, he's an Atlanta Falcons fan. There, there are a ton of so we talk about the Falcons a lot. There's a ton of um, mock drafts that that say the Falcons might actually go quarterback. Now, mm-hmm. I know they're not getting rid of getting rid of Matt Ryan this year or next year. They restructured that contract to where he's gonna be on that roster. Sure. The, the point is, yeah, I do. I agree with you that Pitts is the best player in the draft. The thing is, though, I do feel that Matt Ryan is they're gonna move on from him at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Soon. The thing is. You're not you. You're hoping you're not going to be drafting at four again, right? Is this the time to grab a quarterback at it's, four? You know, it's like certainly in play. And I mean, Fields would have to be the guy for me. So if if San Francisco picks Fields, then would Atlanta go Trey Lance for the longer term development? I'm not so sure. I would take Kyle Pitts if that's me. I'm still taking the best player in the draft and and saying hopefully I get two to three more good years out of Matt Ryan and, and draft a quarterback next year, whenever it may be appropriate, because you're not going to have a chance to get a guy like Pitts again. You you will have well, a chance would, to trade up and invest in the quarterback you like probably, but I don't know. Well, I want to caution my man, John here. 
Matt Ryan is not washed. He, my man John Harris no. says that Matt Ryan is washed. Listen, he is not washed. You get that dude the right type of offensive line and the what? Like Julio is injured, you know. And now coming into the season, possibly he's coming in healthy. Now we didn't see it the last season. He had the hamstring that kind of kept him out. Mm-hmm. This season, if he's healthy, you got two great receivers in Atlanta. If they draft Pitts or if they don't draft Pitts, you got two oh, yeah. great receivers in Atlanta, and Matt Ryan is still Matt Ryan. I'm going to tell you what. If we didn't have Josh Allen, you could do a whole lot worse than Matt Ryan. I'm going to just put it out there like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah, I'm 100%. I mean, he's a guy who can throw for 400 yards like that. Easy. And nobody Easy. bats an eye. <laughs> like He would just yeah. does, He just does it, right? He can do that. And especially for them, it's more their defense isn't very good at all, right? So they, they do need to, to fix that side of their team. But – in terms of their offense, it, they they can hang with the Buffalo Bills in terms of scoring points and, and making big plays and all that. It, it, they're not as complete as our offense is. Obviously, when their guys went down, you know, we had John Brown go down and we were able to keep the rig moving, but they lost Julio Jones. And sure enough, it, it went downhill from there. And Matt Ryan himself was hurt. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're better than people give them credit for, which I think is my point here. Same well, thing with the Carolina Panthers to me. And the, Well, it was coaching 100% for Atlanta. So, again, I don't, I don't get to watch Atlanta a lot because, you know, I'm oh, a yeah. Bills fan, so I, I, I'm paying attention. But speaking to him, um, he, he puts me on. Listen, I'm seeing a lot of the comments. It's the defense for Atlanta, man. Yeah. And that coaching staff, they were doing stuff. They were doing weird rotations, like not playing their best players on defense for the bulk of the, you know, it's like they were getting like 40% of the snaps. Like you're, that's like playing Trey White at, at he's the best cornerback that you have. He's probably top three cornerback in the league, top five, depending on who you talk to. Right. I know we're going to get some, some haters in there about that, whatever. <laughs> so depending on who you talk to top three, top five player in the league. That's like Sean McDermott saying, yeah, but we want to keep Trey fresh. So we're only going to play him every other, every other. Uh, no, no, no. That's horrible. <laughs> That's stupid. So, so uh, they got some new coach in there. They got a new GM. It's going to be tough. You don't know what they're going to do in this draft because you don't know what direction that the, the, the new leadership wants to go in. They very well could want to draft their guy at quarterback, man. Uh, but let's move to the, the Panthers because yeah. the Panthers got better. Now the <laughs> yeah. Panthers got better. <laughs> And 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 they're getting their they're getting their stud back. I think mm-hmm. Christian I think Christian McCaffrey is the. They best didn't have to do game. anything to get better because they got Christian. They just McCaffrey got him back, back. and they that's made it. changes. So that's, and they made yeah, changes, dude. Yeah. So yeah, hundred percent. To me, they got better. So um, those are two games that I, I still expect the team to win. Absolutely, but yeah. but I don't I don't want to sleep on anybody. It's like, be fun. You know, I think it's going to be a fun season. I think this this year's schedule oh, yeah. is more difficult than last year's schedule. Um, we had we had a stretch there where we had some tough teams that we thought like, hey, this might be like, for instance, I was nervous. There was one game during the season. I was nervous. Most of the season, I, like early in the season, I was telling Joe, like, man, don't be texting me all this nervous stuff, man. You texting <laughs> me all this. And I'm like, you got to do. We got Josh, man. We got Captain Comeback. We got fourth quarter King. When we went up against the Seahawks. I was like, no, nah, that's Russell Wilson, man. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's but we beat him, you yeah. Know? And and we and Josh, ass. <laughs> we kicked their ass, and Josh showed us week after week, like, yo, I'm a big deal, and and not only do I not know what to do with my hands because I'm throwing too many touchdowns, I don't know what to do with my feet because I'm running over people. <laughs> Josh is that dude. So so this year, I think the schedule was more difficult. Yeah. I think obviously the Jets have gotten better. Um, oh, yeah. I'm a Sam Darnold fan. So this is the reason why, A, I'm saying I'm not going to discount the Panthers. I think they got better having Sam Darnold as their cornerback. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I also think the New York Jets will be better with a new head coach and him having his guy. He mm-hmm. has his quarterback. Right. So I think the Jets aren't going to be the pushover. You got guys Great. that are going to be opting back in. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember two years ago, that first game of the season, before uh three point game some injuries <laughs> happened before some injuries happened the uh it was looking pretty rough yeah that injury happened and the buffalo bills took off and that's what happened so i'm not i'm not sleeping on those teams oh yeah the jets to me are underrated in terms of how much they've improved first of all just by firing their head coach they could have come in with the same roster and me as head coach and done a much better job already but They've also are starting to overturn that roster and build it the way they want to, just like Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean did when they came in. And uh, last year, their GM did a pretty good job in the draft, and I'm sure he's going to do a good job this year as well, 
fill in some of those positions of meat need the yeah. Jets for me. Wait, it's wait, 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 no, I'm sorry to cut you off. I, I'm yeah. only doing that because I know like John just commented here about the AFC East bringing in tight ends because of the bills and mm -hmm. they have to adjust. He's right. We're going to do a whole like we actually have a topic about the AFC East. So I don't want you to dig too deep into the Jets right, really quickly. Right. So let's, so let's just steer towards yeah. uh, let's go with the Colts. The Colts yeah. is interesting. Yeah, go ahead. These last well, two teams, are interesting. The last two teams are the Colts and the Steelers. And yeah. you're right that I think these two teams are interesting because in my probably unpopular opinion right now, both those teams took a step back this year so far. Really? I, I the, the Steelers, to me, are what we saw at the end of the season after they started 11-0. And it, okay. by not moving on from Big Ben, they've set themselves up for failure again, in my mind. They, they might be able to hang with some teams, but they're not going to win the games that are competitive that they should. A game mm -hmm. like this coming into Buffalo – the way we stomped them last year, I mean, I, I still think the Bills are the better team in that game to me, although it would be fun, like I said, and it's still the Bills game for me. We're, we're just a much better team. The Indianapolis Colts, their defense was really good last year, and we played them in the playoffs, and what happened? Phillip Rivers lit us up because that's the game plan we had going in. If we're going to lose, it's going to be because Phillip Rivers has to pass the ball and not because they're running all over us like we expect them. They're certainly not a team to underrate. This is probably, in terms of the home schedule, the hardest home game for me outside of the division, which are always competitive, obviously. But, yeah, the Colts are are, are good, but still have taken a step back from where they were last year, in my mind. Okay, see, I agree with you about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are done. I think that they are no longer the threat to that division that they've been for the last two decades. I do still love Mike Tomlin. I think he's, I think yeah. Mike Tomlin's top three coach in the league. He won't get that credit in a lot of places. I think Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, and I'm, I'm not going to say my third because I got yelled at last year for it. <laughs> I did a whole pod on it. Go back and look it up. I did a whole pod. Uh, but I, th I just think that the Steelers at this point, like you mentioned, Big Ben is done. I don't think he's the he's still good. He's going to give you games. He's going to score sure. touchdowns. He's gonna, it's going to be fun to watch for Steelers fans. But the, the team is not. And then I, I don't believe in Juju. I, I just think he's soft. I think he's uh, and I, I hate saying stuff like that. You know me. I'm always the first guy like we don't talk about players like that because I am not a player. Juju's soft. He, he wanted these new cupcake. You know, like the, one of these new, the, the, this, this this new soft, and, and it's a certain section of the new generation that's not soft. So I want to be very careful. I don't want to make it seem like oh, the yeah. new generation is soft, but he's part of the soft generation. And I don't, I don't, I, I, I do not. I'm so happy that that rumor that was alive for like two seconds that we were interested in Juju. <laughs> I'm so happy that nothing came out of that because he, oh man, I can't stand Juju. Well, it's just put the antics aside and, and play on the field. Play, play the game, man. Just put the play the game. Aside. You, you are here dancing. Exactly. On, man. You want to trash talk? You better be friggin' T.O., all right? You want to do something like that? You better be the best right. player on the field, not this guy who's absolutely underwhelming and, and hasn't lived up to expectations. And yet week after week, all the way to the end of the season, he was trash talking and dancing on logos and causing a stir off the field. So, yeah, for me, I'm, I'm not excited about him either. I mean, I, I'm saying – dance when you score touchdowns dance yeah. when you get first downs dance when you when you have a 150 yard game this guy had now this isn't horrible stats by any means but for the cockiness and the way he just the 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 this the, 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 i'm sorry i'm stuttering because this ignorant display of of just like he had 831 receiving yards last year 831 now that's not nothing to, i'm not i'm not saying it like it's bad he wasn't at the top of the league to be dancing on other teams' logos. Yeah. Dude, do you know it's the NFL? That's the only reason why he didn't get his teeth kicked in. <laughs> You're right. If I did that in high school, dude, if I don't even so I didn't play in high school because I went to City Honors, right? But some of the kids at City Honors ended up playing, and I think they had to play for River. I think they played for Riverside or South Park. They played for South Park. So could you imagine a kid at South Park dancing on Bennett's logo? And, and thinking that they're going to go home afterwards without a concussion? No, nah, man. Juju soft. Juju soft. Soft. I'm sorry. I, that went on a tangent there about Juju. The Colts. The Colts is the one I disagree with you about. Mm -hmm. I think people, recency bias, I think people sleep on Carson Wentz. Mm. I think y'all sleep on Carson. I think, so I think Carson is by far, and I'm saying by far, a better quarterback than what the Colts had last year. And I, I know that I know that we got eight up in the playoff game. 
I know we got eight up in the playoff game. However, that was the game plan. Like to your point, yes. If we if we wanted to shut down Phillip Rivers, Phillip Rivers is not beating the Buffalo Bills secondary. That's not happening. That running game was the concern going into it because Jonathan Taylor is a monster. But come on, man. Let's let's be real here. Carson Wentz with that offensive line is not going to be. Um, I'm not worried about him being injured as much. I'm not worried about him um, doing as much. You know of the of the weird things. He has the protection he finally needs. He has the arm. That oh, yeah. that Philip Rivers didn't. That so the, the playoff game. Me and Joe was at that game. Joe and I, I should say, we were at that game. And the last play of the game, I was not even nervous because I knew Philip Rivers had to throw a hail mary. And it's like, <laughs> oh, even if he does, it, say, let's say they do catch it, they're gonna catch it at the ten yard line because he can't <laughs> get it in the end zone. So he threw it up, and then they knocked it down. If they would have caught it, whatever. I wasn't even nervous. Carson Wentz, I'm nervous yeah, if he's throwing sure. it in the end zone. That's a so, fair point. So, That's a fair point. And I think, that if I'm not mistaken, they added some defensive players too. So I'm going to look that up. Uh, what do you think about Carson um, upgrading that quarter, or do you oh, think oh, it's yeah. an upgrade? No, I'm I'm not a Carson Wentz hater. I think he. It's all about situation. You talked about Sam Darnold, right? Sam Darnold was trash with the Jets. I think yeah. going to Carolina now for him is the best thing that could ever happen to him. He's going to be asked to throw the ball less than 20 times a game probably. And they're going to run the ball a lot because they have Christian McCaffrey. And that sets up so well for him because it opens things up. He's got a better coach, a better roster. I mean, he's just in a totally better situation and there's no way he can't improve. To me, Carson Wentz is an even more obvious one. His best success was with this coach that he's yeah. now with again. He said, oh yeah, you're my guy. When we're together, this works out and it doesn't get any better than that. And I, I don't get me wrong. The Colts will be a playoff team next year is assuming they are able to stay healthy um, and, and they do well in the draft and, and pick another tackle, which I think they will pretty much in that first round. So yeah, I, it's all about the protection for Carson Wentz, which is why he sucked so bad in Philly over the last year. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I do think he will be better, but he's still uh, the type of quarterback you can force into mistakes. And I think that's what our defense is going to do to a guy like that, right? He's going to throw the ball up a few times and, and our defense is going to eat it up. So I, I hope mean, so. he's still good. Again, that's going to be, that's probably our hardest. And that is for me, that's the hardest home game on the schedule this year. I agree with you. That is the hardest home game. one. Well, I guess. Okay. Here's here's the non-division, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like, here's the love coming out. I, I keep saying and I've been very vocal this year. Last year, I was vocal saying that, you know, Cam is my guy and I'm with him. I'm still with Cam. Not I'm not like with him like I'm with the Patriots, but I believe in Cam Newton as a player and as a guy. So if Cam shows us something, if not, I feel like, you know, if, if he doesn't show us something this year, man, it, it, his, he, has, his, he has to retire. <laughs> like your career is over. Your shoulder's shot. You got two chances in New England. Oh, yeah. You got, and this year, you cannot make the excuse that you, you don't have weapons. Preseason. You got a whole, yeah. You got, you got preseason. You had a whole year with the, with the, um, with the coaching staff, with the, with the playbook. You got off season. You got all this stuff. You, and now you got another off season to get healthy with that shoulder. You can work on that throwing motion. Every, every excuse in the book that Patriots fans wanted to throw out for him last year, myself included, because I'm a cam guy. He can't give us that. He got two good tight ends. Two good tight ends. I guarantee you they're going to have a, a wide receiver in this draft, too. I guarantee you that offense is going to look completely different. If Cam Newton can't get that ball out, it's going to be tough, man. So so I'm saying that that the Colts will be the toughest team that we face at home this year with respect to if Not Cam Newton <laughs> can't – if he can step forward and he can be the guy that I used to – like the guy that I used to be like, man, I love Cam. Well, if he's that guy, it's a different game. I would put it this way, and, and you'd probably agree with me here. There's a difference between toughest game on the schedule and game that means the most, right, that you get up for mm -hmm. the most. No matter what, we circle that New England game on the schedule. Every I don't time. care when it is. If it's week 17 and we don't have our starters playing, it's still an important game, and I still want to beat the crap out of them no well, matter what, right? Well, and, wait, is, is it that way now? I feel like we got the monkey off our back. We beat him twice last year. I don't year. care. Do you think? Like, no, oh, I mean, like, I still it's a division it. game. Is Bill Belichick still there? Is that? Yeah, it's a division game. He is, game. but you know is what? Bill, that that rivalry means more than New England or more than the Jets or Miami. Like that's our biggest you. opponent. That's the game just, that people judge us by the most. So no I feel you. What, okay, you I just get up I, for now. That game, but now I look at you can't Miami tell me, like that. 
I don't look at I don't look at the Patriots as a threat no more. I look at Miami as a better Why? roster, top to bottom. You have to compete no. in order to be. We've crushed Miami every single time. Josh Allen literally owns that entire city. I agree with you. They, no, so, I agree with you. So they, to me, that Wait is a, a wash. They're never going to be. Well, we, we, we can't say, listen, th- this is the reason why I say Miami. We have owned them. We have owned them. I'm not saying that, like, Miami is just like a, 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 a juggernaut that is going to come in here and crush us. I think we're better than them. I think we're going to oh, yeah. beat them. I'm not worried. What I'm saying is I think they're still the second best team in the division. I, 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 so when I look at it in that regards, I'm saying, okay, to me, Miami's a bigger game than New England. But because I just feel like we got the monkey off our back. Well, here's my point. Do, is ESPN going to pick Miami to beat the Bills or New England to beat the Bills every time, no matter what? Oh, New England signed all these weapons. What was the first thing we heard? New England is now the favorite to win the division, according to all the national media. So monkey off my back is bullshit, according to the national media, because they're still writing us off. Oh, the Bills were good this year. But look at New England. Ooh, they got all these flashy new toys. And, oh, they're going to be the best. Nobody said that about Miami. They said that week eight when Tua was on a run and they were like, Oh, the Bills had a bye week and Miami won, so now Miami's going to win the division. Oh, and we made them Tua look was, stupid for that because New England was, was already yards, When Tua was throwing for 86 yeah, yards a game? exactly, yeah. right? And even at <laughs> like, the beginning of last season, it wasn't Miami they were saying. It was New England, and we beat the crap out of them, and still now it's New England. So they're the team we still have to beat and bury. That's the team well, that people still respect more than us, if you will. Still say that even on a bad day, Bill Belichick can beat the Buffalo Bills, and that's not well, you true know what? anymore. Listen, man, they they made some good signings, though. You know, New England Certainly. definitely improved. Oh, um, it's tough to get worse than that roster last year. Let's put it that way. Well, but on on top of it, just just in reality, oh, yeah. um, now Nelson Aguilar, he had he has had times where obviously he fans have been critical in um, in Philly. Obviously, fans were critical of him. He played very well in in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. He absolutely improved in Las Vegas. So th- they they gave him a better wide receiver, um, Kendrick Bourne. He's not a guy that I'm looking at as like a, a top 20 wide receiver in the league, but he's a guy that can get open. He can absolutely get open. Calvin Noy is going back home. Mm-hmm. He's a that's stud. That's probably the I, biggest one for me. Yeah. That's the biggest one. We know and what then, they do. He's, those two are good together. Belichick and Van Noy. No, he knows that system. He's going to come in and click right in. The others not. are all unknowns. It's tough when you join a new team and you've got an entirely new offense. Yes, they're good players. Yes, both of those tight ends are dynamic. But how are they going to use both of them? You know, and the biggest question mark, obviously, is quarterback with Cam Newton. If he looks like he did at the end of last season when he couldn't throw the ball eight yards, then I don't care who's on the field with you. You're not going to play well. So it, it's it's still interesting. They definitely got better, and it's definitely more competitive, and that's what we need to talk about when we get into the division because all three of those teams are are better than they were last year. Well, maybe not Miami, but we'll get into that. So, I mean – I love Bruce. I'm sorry. He said, he said you're, not, you're yelling about the national That's media. Right. All is right with the world. <laughs> like a warm blanket. Right. <laughs> That's right. They still but listen, disrespect we can, us. And we can get into us. it now. Yeah, well, I mean, we can well, get into it now. The one, because, game um, we skipped, the one game we skipped that I think we do need to put some respect on is the, the added uh, Washington game at home, and only because Fitzpatrick is now the quarterback there. As far as we know, he's going to be the starter. And again, we don't have the schedule, so that could be week one or it could be week seventeen, and a lot could change before then. But he, um, Fitzpatrick is is you the think guy. So going to start over over Heineke? Yeah, yeah. Heineke looked impressive at the end of the year, sure. man. I think uh, I think it's going to be a competition. Yeah, but Fitz is going to be the guy. He's, he always is at some point when he joins. Well, no, the so they injuries. might start with Heineke. Well, yeah, exactly. no, no, no. Fitz, Fitz is a curse to any starting quarterback. There There's go. always going to be an injury during the season, or you know, or something's going to happen that he gets pulled and Fitz goes in, yes. and he makes everybody fall in love for four games. And mm-hmm. you know, God bless Fitz. I, I say it every time we talk about Fitz. Fitz is the girlfriend that you broke up with that you know, like she's no good, but you just love her so much, <laughs> and it's like, and that's you just you miss her. And that's why it's always fun when he comes back to Buffalo. So, I mean, it'll it'll be exciting, that game, just because he's on the roster, even if he doesn't play. Uh, But the other note with the Washington football team is they're probably the best defense on paper that the Bills play this in in, at home. At least we haven't gone into the road games, but probably overall on the schedule, they're one of the best defenses in the NFL. So and and, you know, another year under their belts, if those guys take the next step, that team's going to be even better on defense. You know, we don't we don't know what that team's going to be overall. And again, I still pick the Bills as favorites. Obviously, I think they will be. 
that's another thing, big picture. This is the first year in ever that I can remember, ever, that the Buffalo Bills will be the favorite at home in every single one of these games. There's no question in my mind, unless something absolutely insane happens, and even with that in some of these games, uh, the Bills are going to be the favorite going into every single one of these home games. We couldn't say that last year, year before, when the Bills were good. You know, you'd probably have to go back to the Super Bowl years, and even then there were probably some competitive games. But that is quite the step forward. I think there's only three games on the schedule I can see the Bills not being favored. And really two is where they shouldn't be, but I can see three being the Chiefs, the Titans, and the Bucks. Mm. Um, I I don't think, and and it depends how Jameis comes out and looks with with uh, the Saints, but I don't think that they're gonna uh, put Jameis above, you know. Right. But we don't know how he's gonna look, man. I I, I like I like Jameis. I do. I sure, I, I, I feel. Do I know the 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 thirty thirty year. Everybody made fun of him. He still threw 30 touchdowns, man. Like, I get it. The 30 interceptions was there, but he threw 30 touchdowns and and 5,000 yards. That's not easy to do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's it's his interception problem two years ago got him benched and kicked out and and then to backup duty. But he's going to get another shot in this league. And if he can clean that up, we we know he's capable. He's still a threat. He can run. He can pass. He can make plays. Uh, we'll see. He's he's definitely an X factor for the Saints. Although their whole roster got a little bit overturned with the cap situation, so uh, um, I'm I'm not I'm not as high on them nearly <laughs> as I would be in the past for sure. Well, let's do this. Let's um let's switch gears here because um and well well real quick I do want to just finish letting everybody know who else we play. Yeah, um, so uh, so now we go again and obviously we go again with Miami, uh, New England, and the Jets, but then we face the Jaguars, the Saints, the Buccaneers, the Titans, and the Chiefs. Um, I don't want to go through each game because, mm-hmm. like I said, that's what Joe and I, we have a show dedicated sure. to that. But what, what what do you think? What's your record this year? 17-game oh. schedule. First, first. <laughs> it's really early to ask me that question, I'd say, because here, here is my immediate thought. The division is right where I go. Those six games are pivotal. And those teams we just got talking about all got better. In my mind, there's a likelihood that we lose at least one of those games. Should mm-hmm. we lose it? Will I pick us to lose it? No. No. We're going to be the favorite going in. We should win the game, but those games are competitive in their division games. And whether it ends up being the Jets, probably not the Dolphins, see previous response about Josh Allen absolutely owning them, or it's New England on a good day, we're probably not going to go 6-0 and in the division again. For the first time, we did that last year. So yeah. it's realistic to think that we will at least lose one of those. So 5-1 and one in the division. Um, and then you go to these other games, and the two that stand out, obviously, are road games right here that we're going to talk about, or we're we going to mention here, the Chiefs and the Bucks. I mean, that's those are, those are again, the toughest games on the schedule that you need to get up and play. At this point, we have not proved that we are better than the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, last year, I picked us to beat them. This year, I would not. You have to show me you can beat them now. Right. You they they kicked our butts. And now you need to say that we've made the improvements, that we've done it, that this team is different. And now we can win that game. So in that game, I would I would probably count that as a loss for now. The Bucks. this is for me. This is the revenge game. Right. This is Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Please, dear God, as long as we crush him, I don't care if the score is three nothing Tampa Bay, the Bills lose. If we crush Tom Brady, I will be happy. Uh, that's unlikely to happen. They have a really yeah. good offense. I've said last year that I could be quarterback of that team and they would do well, or that Jameis Winston could still be quarterback and that they would do well. Um, and yeah, so they they just have a really good roster. That's why they won the Super Bowl. They're Super Bowl champs. So, uh, you know, I, I don't see us being favored in that one, especially now it's on the road too. Uh, so that's that's another big one. So that's three losses right there. I think that's about right for me. Is, is the okay. prediction that I'll have for the season. So 17 games, that's 14 and three. Now that's that's pending that 17th game, right? Yeah. That 17th week, no matter who it is, right? Maybe it lines up that Tampa Bay is that game or Kansas City is that game and it's completely irrelevant and it's a loss anyway. Then that probably right. bumps us up to, you know, 15 and two That'd instead nice. of 14 and three. Wow, these nice. numbers are so weird. It's so weird to they say are. that out loud, right? It's like 15 and two. That's not right, but it is. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd I'm say- gonna- Three I'm going thirteen to four is the max for me. I'm yeah. going thirteen four. I'm a I'm a um I'm gonna go thirteen four, which is still an amazing season. 
Um, I do think that I think we lose one to Miami and I think we lose one to New England. I think we lose two games in the division. I know that um, Miami doesn't I, I think you really underestimate how good Miami is and that are more likely it. to lose to the New York Jets than we are to the Miami Dolphins. I don't you I don't heard it here that. first. You, you heard it here first. I, I, just I don't, don't believe that. I, I think I think you are underestimating the Miami Dolphins. And I said it all last season and they they. They proved me to be right to a certain extent. They weren't the team that their quarterback wasn't there yet. You know what I mean? But and he's still not there. He's still not there, but he's a year. He's going to be a year better. He might not be year three Josh Allen, but Mm -hmm. he's a year. He's not going to be year one Tua. So I'm, I'm expecting him to take a step forward. I'm expecting him to look a little bit better. I'm expecting the weapons that they got there to, to step up. They have hella picks in the draft and that coach drafts. Well, I I just, I, I, I feel like, I feel like it's um, we got spoiled last year going six and zero. Bills fans, we, yes. you know, we're high and mighty right now, so we think you know we're feeling ourselves like Beyonce and Nikki, and we can't. We got to stop that because the thing is, it's not common for Absolutely. us for teams to go six and zero in the division. Four and two is an amazing year. Yeah. I'm thinking we're going four and two in the division, so that's the only reason why um, I differ from you with that one game. Uh, Chris Janke said in the chat something that I was going to mention too, and that's that the end of the season lately has been divisional games, right? And and I love that. Go ahead. If you if you tell me we're playing the Dolphins in Week 17, then sure, we can lose to the Dolphins probably because we're not playing any of our starters. And, and yeah. we still crushed them this year in that scenario, and I said the same thing at the beginning of last season. Uh, and if that's New England, great, even better. If, if they're playing well and, and that ends up being one of our losses, it means My nothing dude, if we're already lost. I would love up. to be. I would love to be wrong completely. Like, let's just destroy everybody. Like, I, like, oh. I, I'm saying 13 and four. Let's go 17 and oh, damn it. Let's do oh, yeah. it. I would love it. But let's, let's switch gears real quick because we only got about 13, 12 minutes left here. Um, we're actually not even going to be able to get to the AFC East like I wanted. So I might have to just bring you back for a part two on this. Um, <laughs> there you go. But I, I, this, there's a comment in, in this section here that I'm, I'm about to bring up. I, so when when news about this gentleman first broke, I actually I, I jumped in the chat as soon as I saw it, and I, I DM Bruce and Joe, and I said, "Okay, just tell me no." I didn't say anything else. I said, "Just mm. tell me no." I know who you. What are your with. thoughts on <laughs> Sheldon Richardson? Because I already know, like, we shouldn't get him. I know yeah. we probably can't afford him. I know it's probably a luxury that that we just can't afford. I know. Why not? <laughs> like, what are your thoughts on Sheldon Richardson? And what are your thoughts about Sheldon Richardson and the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, um, well, Sheldon Richardson, to me, is a legitimate player. I mean, he's going to be a starter on somebody's team this year, right? It, he didn't mm-hmm. get cut because he wasn't good. He got cut because no. they signed somebody. And, and you know, the, the salary cap this year, they, they had to make a decision, and he was the guy to go. Uh, he's, what, 30 years old, I think, and... And still a legitimate starter. He will, wherever he goes, he's going to have an impact. Let's put it at that, right? Now, if you talk in Buffalo Bills, if you fast forward, rewind back to the beginning of free agency, when we're talking about a guy like J.J. Watt, who I never wanted us to sign for reason, give me Sheldon Richardson all day. Like, I would have been like, sure, sign this guy. He's out there. Why not? He's an upgrade. And instead of looking at a guy like J.J. Watt, you're probably not going to pay him nearly as much as J.J. Watt, but... Uh, at this point in time, because of the salary, at this point in time, because of the salary, I I don't see it working out unless he makes the decision to say, you know what, the Cleveland Browns cut me. I think this team has a legitimate chance to win a Super Bowl. I'm going to go sign a one year deal with them and and make it happen and and see what I can do there and and prove that team and come back and and show Cleveland that they were wrong for cutting me in favor of signing Clowney. Uh, so, but it's a long shot. It's a much, it's a much higher probability that a team that still has a lot of cap money, the Jets, the Jaguars, you know, those top few teams are likely to take a stab at him because it's an upgrade and uh, you still have room. So why not? And he's not commanding well, top of the line dollar. I mean, you're not paying I'm just, 10 million. He's going to get paid. Oh, he's, he's going to get money. Paid. Yeah, he's going to get, get paid. Oh, but just for the record there too, I, I, I would have taken JJ Watt. I I wasn't on the I wasn't on a bandwagon. Like I wasn't the guy. Like oh my god, please give me JJ Watt. But I'm gonna just tell you, JJ Watt is still. If you go back and act, and I'm sure you have, and I'm sure you have watched him. If you go back and watch the film, I know because like now a lot of people are saying like, oh, his numbers are down. He's not getting the same sacks. He's not doing it. That guy is getting double and triple teamed every freaking play. He when he's on the field, he is a game changer. 
every single play. So I would have taken, I get it. I get it. I agree. We did better things with the money. I don't know why PFF still wants to hate about our team. Like talking about we did bad, like we wasted money now retaining our players. Uh, Did we not make it to the AFC championship? (laughs) PFF, listen, shout out to my guy, EJ Daniels. I love EJ. EJ is a good guy. PFF, man, they're a good company. They do a lot of good work. However, there are times that they they come out with these opinionated. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have the moment the argument about the stats right now because I can debate that too. But there's a lot of opinionated stuff. Like when you say they wasted money, you, you that I think the article said the money was could have been spent better elsewhere, yeah. like JJ Watt. So you <laughs> you mean to tell me? Uh, no. uh, go ahead. I'm sorry because that In- just go ahead. In the words of your own Bruce Nolan, right, of rumblings, it's a value proposition. That's why as soon as J.J. Watt came into the conversation, I was like, no, no. You're getting points with Bruce here. I'm not paying this guy $15 million to come in here and have an impact (laughs) when I can use that $15 million to re-sign three other guys that we need. Uh, And and to me, there's also the other story of J.J. Watt, the fact that he – you know, once he signed with the Cardinals, who were not even in the conversation because it was supposed to be playoff team he wants to win. All he wanted was money. Okay. We know that clear. It, all he wanted was money. I don't blame the guy. There's nothing wrong uh, with that no. at all. Get it. Buddy. Wait a minute, though. Wait a minute. Though. You say it. that. But wait, you say that, right? That, that's what we say. Yeah. Arizona Cardinals are a team to be reckoned with this year. Third place in their division. That's to be Third place with? in their division. Third okay. place in their division okay. last year. No. Third place in their division last year. I'm talking about <laughs> this year. Have you seen what they've done? Have you? Yes. Yeah. I mean, they've improved, but th- it, they're the Cardinals. All right. They're, until they can prove to me that they can beat the Rams and San Francisco and and those teams that are above them consistently, then then and I'm not a pure believer in Kyler Murray. And I was I've been on that train for a few years now. He's got to prove it to me before I put him in the top five conversation. What did he not prove this last season? Did they make the playoffs? Did they win those division games? No, but it's a team. It's, wins are not a quarterback stat. You want to quote Bruce, True. quote him all the way. All quote right. him all the way. Fair enough. No. Yes, but watch those full games and tell me that he's not the reason they weren't winning some okay. uh, more of those games. To me, he's, he's not there. He's not Josh Allen. And people okay. wanted to put him in front of Josh Allen last year when I screamed and shouted about that in the preseason. Okay, just checked it. So they so they got they got JJ Watt. That's an improvement. Whether you want to look at it like that or not, I feel sure. like it is. If we get 80% of what AJ Green was, if we get 80% of it, you got AJ Green and Hop. And out here, I'm, I'm telling also- you, I'm out here. They're talking about they're talking about Fitz coming back. I know he's older, but he still fits. I'm just saying. I'd rather I'm, have Fitz I'm, than AJ Green at this point. That's just me. I'm, I'm also that, not no, high on AJ Green. I'm not, so. I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm high on AJ Green. I'm saying if, if AJ Green is, well, is 80% of what he was, though, if he comes into the season kind of healthy, it that's that's nasty. That so wait, let's just keep let's just keep keep looking real quick. They just they signed improved. John Connor, the court, the running back, right? James or whatever his first name is, James Connor. James Connor. Yeah. So Right so their now. running game, to me, they they upgraded over last year. Uh, Kenyon Drake didn't play well. He yeah, didn't play well at all. You you just signed somebody you have no idea if he's even going to be healthy he, or do anything. He, they're probably going to draft a running back if you ask me. They so got a good. Well, it was a good contract. That was they they signed him for one point seven five. So it solid was signing. Yeah, he's not the number one guy um, guaranteed. I think they're going to draft a guy. Now they also got worse. They they uh, signed Brian Winters, so they got worse. <laughs> 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 that was horrible. But no, but but in all seriousness, though, man, like, you know, you you're you're improving your roster. You're giving your guys some more weapons. They brought in Malcolm Butler. You know what I mean? So they're doing some things. Are you man. putting them over the Rams and in, in, in San Francisco at this point? I'm not. They're third putting, in the division at best. I am. I am putting them over San Fran right now. I am not putting them over the Rams. Okay. I I love the, what the Rams are going to look like this year. And Me Seattle's and still in that division, too. So I <laughs> Seattle's defense is, is horrible. Their offense has yeah. gotten uh, so much better, so much better. But but no, they 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 still haven't even improved the offensive line. Like you you you're not even going to protect your quarterback. Your defense sucks. Yeah, give them weapons. Give them wide receivers. 
you got you got a line full of Brian Winters up there protecting Russell Wilson. Like you got five Brian Winters. Yeah, I mean that's again, I'm not high on the Cardinals. To me, they're third place at best. No matter what. And it's a good thing we don't play them this year, I guess, huh? Because they got that lucky score yeah. at the end of the game to beat us last year. And yeah, we're so much better now. But, we're so much better. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, we but I'm just saying, no. But seriously, don't don't sleep. And it's the third year, man. That, that third year is when quarterbacks, sure. quote-unquote, make that step. We'll have to see it, what he, where he's we'll at. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. So, look, we got three minutes, man. Let's um, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. First of all, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. I know, uh, it, yeah. you know, we 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 missed each other last time. We had to reschedule and do some things, that but I appreciate you. Um, why don't you give everybody a moment here to let everybody know where they can find your content and uh, you know, when you guys go live and and when they can find your pot. Absolutely, you can find me on Twitter at Anthony Romeo NY. Uh, and I'm over at the Cover One Network on the Hoof Podcast with my co-hosts, Eric and Sterling, who you've seen on this show as well. Uh, and we go live on Tuesday night. So tomorrow night, 9 o'clock, uh, our show topic for tomorrow is going to be a fun one. We're going to look back at the Bills' first-round picks over the last five or so years and and show the list of guys who were drafted around them and would you change it if you could. Uh, so kind of a fun pre-draft scenario just to think about and talk about. Uh, and then next week we'll be doing a full first round mock draft with a couple of the guys from cover one. Uh, and then we've had weekly the Friday podcast that we dropped. That's just a recorded pod, not live. Um, but you should tune in for that too. We did a great preview series of all of the positions going into the draft. Um, and then now we've kind of been picking different topics to go over. You heard earlier in the show that last Friday I did a solo pod where I talked about why the Bills are not drafting a running back in the first round period. So hear the full uh, story there. And now I have at least one go-to response anytime somebody asks me about it because uh, I break it down pretty fully in detail there. Um, and, yeah, so so come on over and, and to the Hoof Podcast on Tuesday night. Tune in Friday and – we, we always have a good time, man. I just had a coffin jack there, so <laughs> a little messed up. But thank you. I want to make a quick announcement, too. A couple. So next Monday, the Code of Conduct will be scheduled. Good grief, man. That was bad. <laughs> the Code yeah, of Conduct right. will air. Is, yeah, I'm good now. The Code of Conduct will air is scheduled at 9 p.m. It's going to be the Colossal Code. Good grief, man. I got... I got the biggest and the dopest cross network cross show ever. We're going to be doing the draft. We're going to be talking. I got Bruce Nolan. I got Dave Tilton. I got Joe Miller and Greg Thompson. And y'all see who that special guest is, is going down, right? That's Monday, Tuesday. I'm going live again. And guess what? I got the homie. I got the coach. That's going to tell us if we do really want that running back in the second round or the first round. I got the guy that can tell us because he looks at him every single week down there in Clemson or at Clemson. So join me Tuesday with CJ Spiller at 9 p.m. Join me Monday at 9 p.m. for the Colossal Code or Colossal Conduct, whatever I called it. It's going to be fun. Listen, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And you know how I do here. Love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. 